0: Hi, I'm Connor Hibbert, and I'm right about most things.
1: I'm Lou Barron, and no, he's not. Wait, what? Welcome to your Wednesday matinee, where we wonder who Elaine Stritch was winking at, so you don't have to.
0: It'll be a romp.
1: Connor, did you just hear a phone ring? Oh, wait, wait. Was that was that a door chime? I, uh,
0: Lou, oh my god, in, in walks company. In comes company.
1: <laughs>
0: ah! <laughs> company? <We have> a,
1: <laughs> company here in the WICB production room at at 8.37 p.m. on a Sunday? <laughs> What's going on?
0: We're talking about company.
1: We're talking about company. <laughs> we're in the, the company...
0: Wouldn't it be great if we were like, we're talking about uh, hairspray today.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've talked a lot about company over the course of this podcast, haven't we?
0: We have. Be, a fair bit. You've said it's your favorite Sondheim musical.
1: I think I have.
0: Um, that's a pretty good take. I would put it certainly in my top three, top two.
1: I love it. Um, as do you.
0: I do, indeed.
1: And we've never dedicated a full episode to company, it's, and we thought we might as well.
0: It's one of those rare musicals that sort of changed everything so much that, you know, we might as well discuss it at length.
1: We might as well. So
0: that's what we're doing,
1: and and I mean, it's uh, we feel like it's top of mind mm-hmm. because of the recent revival. We'll get to that.
0: Let's let's dive in.
1: Let's dive right on in. So the original company, was in nineteen seventy, it was. It is of course a Stephen Sondheim, Hal Prince collaboration.
0: It was, it was his first um, dramatic musical uh, that he did himself. I'm not going to count Saturday Mm. night because that really didn't have a life till later. Um, But he did, you know, the lyrics for Gypsy and then he did Forum. And then uh, he did Do A Hero Waltz is somewhere in there. And then, you know, there's company.
1: There is company. So in in a lot of ways, it's his first kind of big boy foray. Mm. Yes. Into the world of musical theater and his first big like, this is my voice as a serious, dramatic composer and lyricist
0: and he came into the space and said narrative screw you we're going concept only because company is the uh at least the is popularly known as the first concept musical the
1: original concept musical which is so cool yes i mean that's that's one of the reasons why i love company it's because it is a concept musical. If you're if you're unfamiliar, I mean, would highly recommend that you just go and listen to a cast album, any cast album mm-hmm. of company that exists. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that initially drew me to it was the fact that it is so explicitly just about exploring a theme and a central question. Yes. Which I feel like a lot of plays do, but up to that moment, musicals hadn't really operated in that way. Yeah.
0: Well, musicals were so, I mean, in the golden age and even into the post-golden ages, the winds were sort of changing. It was so showy. It was, you know, mm-hmm. leave humming a tune. Uh, yeah. Uh, you want to you wanna be able to give the audience a tune to hum as they walk out of the theater, uh, a sentiment Sondheim very famously uh, hated. Yeah. Um, and sort of railed against.
1: Yeah, and didn't, didn't want it to be a whole, let me show you how... How cool and good at dancing and singing I am It's not mm-hmm. not about that at all, um, which is in, not to uh, to poo poo the golden age because no. the golden age has its its merits for it's sure. Golden. And it's not to say that serious musical theater did not exist before this moment either, mm-hmm. but I think Sondheim really walked into the space with company and said, "We're doing a serious concept musical, mm-hmm. you're all gonna know it mm-hmm. in the in the in the way." It, sounds and looks and feels and this is 1970 baby <laughs> you know
0: it it felt like looking at the shows that were very popular up until that point also this chair is very uncomfortable so i'm going to change back
1: <laughs> chair interlude do, do 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 much better do, 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 do.
0: you could drive a bus and great um, looking at the shows that were very popular up until that point, your Oklahoma's Your Kiss Me Kates, your mm-hmm. um even your West Side Stories is, is and your gypsies is, it, it felt like time to do one of the most I would say up till that point, you know, maybe the most personal, sort of popular musical in the in the space.
1: Absolutely. Um and, and just a couple of facts and figures i Mm. mean it didn't only resonate with us although the original broadway production back in in 1970 had mixed reviews uh per se Uh, maybe a little ahead of its time it was still nominated for a record at the time 14 tonys wow winning six
0: 14
1: 14 tonys that's
0: crazy which is
1: kind of crazy and it played for 705 performances and 12 previews. Nice. So that's a solid Broadway run. Yeah. Um. And it, it overcame, in its earliest days, losing the leading man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Anthony Perkins of Psycho was the original Bobby. Yeah.
0: Which is awesome. I would love to see that. Yeah. Um, and but then he left, yeah. He
1: left. Um. Dean Jones replaced Anthony Perkins and then Dean Jones was replaced then by his understudy, Larry Kurtz. Yes. Who, if you didn't know, was the original Tony in West Side Story. Yes. So they rotated (sighs) leading Men twice within the first month, basically, which is kind of crazy.
0: Dean Jones is the voice on the original cast recording but larry kurt was the uh the guy who carried the show for most of the run
1: yes and he was nominated or eligible for a tony yes. nomination and he was nominated yeah i think he was i believe so um they decided you know kind of post rave reviews and because he took it on so early mm-hmm. that he would be eligible which is a rare decision and kind of an oddball decision but Yes. Um, the Tonys,
0: the Tonys nominations, be famous for their clarity. Yeah, they kind of, they kind of <laughs>
1: do whatever they want to do, and I think, I think it'll be interesting to see if they decide to nominate uh, Miss Leah in in Funny Girl.
0: Oh yeah, uh, because, I don't think so.
1: Because I don't think they should be allowed to. Because it, I mean, it was months, you know. Yeah. That Beanie was in the show, and this this is a tangent already, but. As, as we know, they kind of just do whatever the heck they want. <laughs> and I feel like it might be the kind of thing where it's just a big old screw you to Beanie and they nominate her. I hadn't anyway. ever
0: thought of that. Because yeah. really the reviews did turn around, you know, say what you want about Leah Michelle, but reviews very much turned around and said that the show was significantly better with her. And
1: Yeah, it. which is like, oh, Yeah. makes me so upset. But anyway, <laughs> back to Company. <laughs> uh, ding dong.
0: Company... Of course, you know the original Broadway production happened in 1970. I mean, there's, uh, we we weren't there. We didn't see it.
1: We were not there, um, but we do have
0: the greatest film ever made,
1: which is
0: <laughs> original cast recording company directed D. A. Pennebaker, who did um Don't Look Back, the Bob Dylan documentary. He would later do a documentary called The War Room. Um, but his finest work was this little 53 minute gem, cast recording session for the original company album, um. I would now like to introduce a segment I've been very excited about all day, (laughs) which is Connor's favorite moments from the company documentary. Connor, insert music, please. Larry's lit cigarette in the middle of the take. Amy's eyes through the whole thing. (laughs) Who is Elaine Stritch winking at? Sondheim's complete psychological destruction of an actor unable to say "booby." <laughs> Elaine Stritch's face on we're gonna finish at four in the morning. <laughs> the sound effects guy on the little things you do together. <laughs> Bam, ramming his forearms into the desk. <laughs> the guy who plays Paul who is very clearly in the mafia. How Elaine Stritch accentuates the S on kiss kiss in the little things you do together. Everyone else is holding the vowel as she goes kiss kiss. So powerful. Sondheim explaining rhythmic looseness to a room of recording engineers who do not care. (laughs) Elaine Stritch's dog who appears for no clear reason. The fear in Sondheim's eyes when he's bargaining with Elaine Stritch to take it down a half tone. <laughs> the delivery of caftans in the ladies who lunch. Her mental breakdown on the first ladies who lunch take. When the recording engineer says, it's just flaccid. <laughs> Sondheim burying his head in his arms, listening to the ladies who lunch. Also, holding the lit cigarette and now the two greatest lines in the history of cinema connor drum roll please wrong and oh shut up and then the producer immediately going elaine you're sounding tired
1: <laughs> so uh, if you didn't get it from <laughs> from from that segment just there the company documentary is really just, you know, a bunch of footage from the yeah. recording of the original cast album and it is truly incredible to witness.
0: <laughs> it's so good.
1: And also, I mean, you 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 may notice that a lot of that that list was just things Elaine Switch does <laughs> because Yeah, that's that's
0: a hefty percentage. Yeah,
1: cuz kind of the the climax per se of the of the documentary is her, you know, her recording of the ladies who lunch and they do leave a full take of it Mm -hmm. like her first take I guess um completely in Mm -hmm. uncut
0: and it is bad (laughs) like it's amazing but like she's screaming it and it's not good for it was like four in the morning she did not feel good her voice wasn't up to it
1: but yeah I mean it wasn't it wasn't the right thing for a original Broadway cast album yeah but you get to see her acting just Ugh. on full display, mm-hmm. which is such a rare and cool thing to have yeah. because, yeah, I mean, sure, like, you know, professionally shot, you know, recordings of most shows exist for the big old Broadway archives, mm-hmm. wherever those are, but it's pretty rare that we or it's so easily for us today to access a performance like that. Yeah. And, you know, obviously it's in a different context. She's in a recording studio. There's a mic in her face. But she's, like, doing it. Like, she's doing her Joanne. And it's incredible. Yeah, but would would highly recommend Uh, taking the hour out of your day.
0: It's less than an hour.
1: Yeah, it's truly incredible. And may I I add to the list as well? Yes. Uh, Connor, insert... Insert music for like two seconds here. (laughs) The moment in you could drive a person crazy, where Stephen Sondheim just goes, ton of (laughs) those.
0: And once you've had Ugh. that sort of five course meal that is the company doc, if you want a little dessert, maybe watch Co op. Yes. <laughs> and
1: so Co op, if you don't know, is is a parody documentary of that documentary featuring some truly incredible, silly, amazing mm-hmm. performances. Namely John Mullaney as Steven Sondheim.
0: Yes. So. Uh, Renee Lee is in it. Richard Kind just watch Richard it. Kind just, just nails. It. I can't explain Richard Kind's performance. Just watch it. Yeah, you, you <laughs> just you
1: just have to watch it because I mean we can we can say the the premise here, uh, it's called Co-op, uh, because it just the the fictional parody musical is about a Co-op,
0: <laughs> um,
1: and all of the people in the Co-op. Yes. And it just it just goes it just goes from there, and it it, it is kind of a moment to moment. Song to song parody. Excellent. Great stuff. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. And if you're still thirsting for some company, <laughs> there are multiple versions of the show proper on YouTube. Indeedy. Easily accessible. The first version I came across and grew to love was the twenty eleven New York City Philharmonic version. Neil Patrick Harris as Bobby. Stephen Colbert as one of the husbands. I think it's Harry. Harry. Yeah, I think Harry, um, the one who does Sorry Grateful. Yeah. And it has Patty Lapone as Joanne.
0: In in what I do contest is the greatest performance of the Ladies Who Lunch that has ever existed.
1: And I disagree because I think it's Elaine Stritch, okay. but that's fine. We've been down this We've road before. We've been down this road before. We've been down this road before, and we will not... Well,
0: Second greatest, because the greatest was the December 27th uh, night showing when I was there. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Then, I did come across the 2006 bootleg version, because it was recorded for PBS, but the PBS version was put on YouTube. These are the rabbit holes I've been down, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yep. Uh, Broadway revival, with Ro LaSparza as Bobby, uh, Barbara Walsh as Joanne. Yep. And everyone's playing instruments.
0: Now, this is a weird little mini trend they did for a while because the Sweeney Todd revival at the same time had instruments. Patty played the tuba.
1: It was odd.
0: I, you know what? I I love it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I love it because whatever like thematic whatever is completely lost because of it. Yeah. Seeing Raul Esparza not play an instrument until he sits down at the piano for being alive makes me cry every time. Mm. And just accompanying himself. It's such a beautiful moment. Um and it, it really gets me. Um it is weird and strange um but it, it, if if only for that one moment it was worth it.
1: This is a this is a contested spot in my heart, but his being alive might be my favorite being alive. Oh,
0: 100%. That's not I mean, even a challenge for me.
1: Yeah, cuz I mean I cuz I I do love Katrina's version actually. Um and, and Rosalie th- Craig on the West End is great. Yeah, and there's and there's something about the wide vibrato of Dean Jones that kind of <laughs> like has my heart too. Uh-huh. So I I don't wanna, you know. hmm Yeah. I, it's I, I just, love I love every version of that song because it's just a great song. Um, he
0: puts so much soul into that and it's it's yeah it's and just all passion, it's beautiful.
1: Yeah, he kind of does have the perfect voice for it. Mm-hmm. And I think is kind of the perfect dude, Bobby. Yeah. Um, uh, in in kind of a he's a phenomenal actor. He's so good. Yeah. Um so I mean that that version is is worth the watch. I think we would probably agree just for him alone. Yeah. And also just to see the weird trend of everyone accompanying themselves with instruments mm-hmm. on stage. Lots of great stuff in there.
0: Yes. And that great stuff was mined, as Patty Lapone said, Marianne Elliott mines the scene. <laughs> uh in the brilliant uh, West End and then eventual Broadway Revival, which we've talked about ad nauseum on this podcast because from the start of the podcast, we both had tickets to see it and then couldn't see it. And we were like, <laughs> and then I wanted to see this.
1: Yeah. And then we finally both saw it. and now uh-huh. we, we, But we've never actually sat down on this podcast to talk about it. I, I guess let's start with you, DJ Connor. What are your...
0: I mean, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I know you'll agree with this because we've talked about it before we've said it on the podcast company works better with a woman as Bobby. It brings out brilliant subtext that was there all along, but wasn't really discovered because a dude was Bobby mm-hmm. for most of the show's existence. Um, so the concept itself is, is
1: strengthened. Yes. is greatly.
0: the, the sort of particulars of the production, Marianne Elliot, Marianne Elliot's direction is truly brilliant. Um, deserves every, every inch of that Tony. Um,
1: Except for another hundred people.
0: <laughs> yes, except for the cell phone choreography and another hundred people. <laughs> that's my that's
1: the one exception. But also, um yeah, so I would that's that's kind of the meme. I've I've already gone on that <laughs> rant this season, so I, I won't repeat it again. Yeah. But I I also think talking about Katrina Lenk in the role of Bobby, I think she's fantastic. Brilliant, brilliant performance. Really really incredible actor, really incredible performance. I do think she was over-directed by Mariana Elliott in her solos. Both Marry Me a Little and Being Alive. I I thought that she just doing it and, like, letting the words come and pass through her. And, like, I I feel like that wasn't really what was happening in those moments of the show. I thought she was kind of running around a lot. And I thought there were a lot of little moments that had been kind of coached out of her that are probably the same every single night.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I I didn't like that feeling. Interesting. And I, I'm never going to be able to confirm that because I didn't see it more than once. Yeah. But but also, I, I yeah, I mean, I, I just thought watching her just be and respond because so much of Bobby is responding to all of these couples yeah. around them. I thought there were so many just little moments of of her just being present as an actor that were so brilliant, and I, I don't think she was kind of allowed to just be present in the moments she was alone on stage.
0: Interesting. I did not th- get that impression, but you know, I also didn't see your performance. I, yeah, that's a valid. You know. That's a valid take. Um, thinking back, I, I I can understand that. This was certainly the funniest company I've ever seen. This mm-hmm. revival yeah and it was sort of uh, what I got from the marketing when I was in New York and like seeing commercials for it on like local New York broadcasts and and um, reading reading reviews was that they were sort of marketing it as like a m- musical comedy um, hmm. and really playing up the the sort of wild ki- kinetic energy of it all. Which is where I think her moving around a lot on stage and her sort of your 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 issue with her like not being able to just stand alone and like coaxing the moments out of her. That's where I would wager that came from, I guess.
1: Yeah, maybe. I, I, I just think it would have made the kinetic energy craziness of it all a much stronger choice had there been that contrast sure. between all of that insanity and then just the moments when Bobby is like alone sure. and figuring it out for herself, you know.
0: I wonder what they tried in in rehearsals. Um
1: Yeah, I mean I'd love to be a fly yes, on the wall for truly. that. I mean
0: <laughs> I don't know, I wonder if they 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 tried the quieter things and then it sort of brought everything to a dead halt. In yeah, I mean, I, I Marianne's understand.
1: Eyes. I understand the impulse too of like it's a big old theater and it's a yeah. big old Broadway and we gotta yeah. give a big old performance. But yeah, there, there were just there were just a lot of moments in those songs when I was like, yeah, it just it just felt a little bit too on that like false. We are a musical level where like I feel like the rest of the show really thrives, but sure. like those and- don't. I mean any any final thoughts on on company before we before we wrap here?
0: It is uh the first and I would say probably the the best and most uh, influential concept musical
1: that exists.
0: That exists. And uh I'm glad that it exists. Uh you know, the more I think about it the more it does inch toward my top spot for mm-hmm. Sondheim. Um I don't know. Into the woods is is so perfect, though.
1: But you know, I'm just I'm just glad we're still still talking about it. Yes, still kind of top of mind in the theatrical landscape. Yes, and I
0: I feel like there's more to do with it too. Um,
1: Yeah, the best theater is is that way.
0: Yes, good way to end it. Yeah. Well, Lou, I have some pretty uncompany news, lonely news, news without company. Um. I'll just move on. Uh, Unfortunately, this episode of your Wednesday matinee is closed after just one performance.
1: But luckily, we'll be back in two weeks with another one-night-only, can't-miss theatrical event.
0: And if you just can't wait another two weeks for your Broadway radio fix...
1: I know I can.
0: Then tune into the best of Broadway this and every Sunday morning from 10 to noon on 92 WICB.
1: Listen on 91.7 FM in Ithaca, New York, or stream from anywhere on WICB.org.
0: And to hear the music we discussed in today's show, check out 92 WICB on Spotify for a custom-made playlist.
1: We'd also like to thank Megatracks for our music and sound effects.
0: If there's anything you would like us to put on the podcast stage, send us an email at matinee at w.
1: And for more content, be sure to follow us at WICB Podcasts on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you.